0: increase your efficiency 20% if you learn to do the tough things first, the ones you don't want to do.
1: Ray Zinn now imparts his management philosophy in Tough Things First. In this series, Zinn covers it all. From the essence of human happiness... If you're going to make it a consistent practice of working Saturdays, just because you think you got to work...
0: 80 hours a week to be successful, you're you're just flat out wrong.
1: To the downside of venture
0: capital. People said, well, don't sweat the small things. Well, I guarantee if you don't sweat the small things, the big
1: things are gonna become a mess. And the essence of entrepreneurial discipline. Don't wanna wait until you jump off the cliff to grab a parachute. Now here's Ray Zinn, Silicon Valley's longest serving CEO, and today's guest host. Rob Artigo here once again, your guest host for this edition of The Tough Things First podcast. I'm an entrepreneur in California. It's great to be back once again, Ray. I'm glad to have you here, Rob, honestly. Well, because of your Zen Starter program, very important successful program, you get to hear a lot of people sharing with you startup ideas. And in, in some cases, this is they're just an idea, uh, a notion, and sometimes they're more advanced. You know, they've got a couple of people working on, on a product or even making some kinds of sales. So let's discuss your level of interest when somebody approaches you with an idea versus something that's tangible and, and operating. Let's define first the difference between an idea versus a, a company that's actually operating. Okay, first let's
0: talk about what ZenStarter is. ZenStarter is a program that I initiated about seven years ago uh, with universities and I help fund students who come up with good ideas uh, and help them develop that that idea while they're still in school. So a startup a company is is not necessarily a company that has a product. could be a service it could be uh, just wanting to, to have your own company. and so the the, the company itself uh, if it's a, you know if you focus on having a company as opposed to an idea, then it's going to be more long-lasting because ideas come and go. I mean, you'll you'll say, "Oh, I have a great idea," and then you know it, it may not last more than a few months or days. Um, whereas, yeah, I have a good company that could last out into the in, you know to the centuries. A company uh, is, is something that's enduring. It's like a family. It's it's tangible. It has a people. It has assets. It has capability. It's developing revenue. Whereas an idea is is nothing more than a thought, and and you know while you want to have a mission and a goal when you start your company, you know it just just having a great idea doesn't
1: make you a company. Is it usually when they somebody walks up to you and says, Ray, what do you think of this? Uh... This, you know this this widget idea here this or or you know platform of doing something some kind of service mechanism uh, we have a lot of things like Lyft and different kinds of companies that uh, have figured out here's my niche and this is the area we're going to go into but if somebody walks up to you and says here's a concept and they're what they're hoping to do I, in some cases is to uh, snatch your interest, maybe uh, figure out how to get some funding going so they can develop their product. Um, they're right in that phase. Can you tell right away that all they are is in the infancy? Sure. When you talk about a uh,
0: an idea, and, and and you know, we learn this by watching Shark Tank. They say, "Well, you know, wh- where where is your revenue? What is your revenue?" And and if they say, "Well, I just came up with the idea, and so I'm you know, just no revenue yet," that's different than, than them saying, "Well, I've been working on this for ten years." Uh, and what's your revenue? Well, there's no revenue yet, but I work. That that's an idea that's going nowhere. So I can tell by how long they have been looking at this idea and what they have done to develop it uh, as to whether or not I want to get get involved. So what I look for is, in fact, I just taught a class on this last week. Is is the idea unique? I mean, is it means that how's it how is it differentiated? Uh, what did they do to differentiate that 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 product other than just having an idea. I, in fact, I had a student, uh, I said, well, why, why do you want to start the company? And well, because there's a parking problem at San Jose state. And I said, Oh, well, uh, so a lot of people say that, I mean, you, you, if you ask half this class, they're going to say that, that yeah, there's a parking problem at San Jose state. So just the fact that you've identified a problem doesn't make it an idea. You have to have a unique concept. Okay. What are you going to do to resolve that parking problem? Then that makes it different. That's that's when you start rubber meets the road. And so and it, so just saying I've I've noted that, that there's a great need for this doesn't mean you have a unique idea.
1: Yeah, you, know, you you've identified a problem, but you haven't you don't have an idea, actually. You no solution. You, you pretty much have nothing if you don't have a solution. And do you think that people give a little bit of short shrift on the question of is somebody else already in that space?
0: I think they do. I think they they just because of the fact they see the problem hasn't been solved they immediately think they can they they can get in there and, and, and make a difference yeah uh, you know the fact that it's not been solved doesn't necessarily mean you have a great idea uh, you know you have to say okay why is my concept gonna gonna work where the other ones the other 20 or 30 didn't work and so you know you need to focus on 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 what you're going to bring to the table as to as opposed to the fact that yeah there's there's a real need for this particular
1: solution i see a lot of commercials for fresh foods uh, that are packaged up so that all you have to do is really just kind of cook the package together it's almost like a tv di- you know a high quality tv dinner or something yeah. because they're giving you a fresh meal you know in a, in a day or or three meals a day or something like that you order this these meals this way and I I see now I've seen multiple companies that are doing that. Uh, I imagine there are people out there that that go, oh, you know, this is a great idea. I want to do that. I mean, I guess if you want to open up a convenience store in your community where there's already a bunch of convenience stores, that's up to you. And maybe you'll do it better than anybody else. But at the same time, you're not going to get a huge amount of uh, innovation interest if you walk up and say, "Yeah, I'm going to deliver fresh meals to people's houses," like isn't that already being done? So, I mean, it happens a lot in in this industry where you hear people. And I say this industry, meaning technology, where you hear hear people with their ideas, and you think, "Okay, I think I've heard that before."
0: Yeah, what's what's your your added value, your unique added value? Is just the same thing as I was teaching this class? Um, last week uh, and had this person bring up their idea was to solve the parking problem in San Jose state. Uh, and, and I said, well, I've I've already helped fund five companies that that were doing the same thing. Why don't you look at what they're doing and find out how, how they're, how well they're succeeding. I mean, if you're all are solving the same problem, it seemed like to me that, that there's a too much duplication. Uh, same thing when, with this fresh food thing. By the way, we have we, we do solicit or subscribe to a, a a fresh meal um three times a week. It's a lot of work. I mean, yeah, they'll provide you all the ingredients, which is fine. It's, it's real gourmet stuff, but it's a lot of work. It it's you takes, still gotta cook it. Oh man. I mean it's a lot of work. It takes twice as long to cook that kind of a meal as it does just to throw something together like a can of soup or something. Yeah,
1: which is why it's yeah. so much better for you and and uh uh healthy in in all respects but like the the parking example is a great one because i think the um and even the food service deal is if you're going to go out and do a uh, a you've got let's say you've got four or five companies that are already in the space doing something like the meal delivery thing and you walk up and you say well uh, the the problem was people weren't getting good fresh food food at home okay well i'm going to bring it to them or i'm going to bring i'm going to show them where they can park and you go well these other companies are already doing it and you still have a problem I think the, 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 the place to be for that guy in his mind or woman is to say, what are these people doing wrong? The problem may not be the parking in general because that hasn't changed. But the other problem is these people are providing services that aren't working. So what am I supposed to do that's going to fix that problem? Well, there's a
0: pre-prepared meals you can get. They're pre-prepared. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ones which are the gourmet meals. They provide you all the ingredients. There's a difference. If you want something that's just going to, you know, help you after you get home from work and you're tired and you just don't want to spend, you know, an hour preparing a gourmet meal, then those are the ones that work. So you have to pick and choose as to what, what you're going to do. And the same thing with this parking problem. They got to they come up with a solution that's going to work, um, not just come up with an, another idea that doesn't work.
1: Yeah, that, I think it helps to, to think through these things before you mention it to somebody like yourself um who might be able to provide good advice they might even direct them uh, towards how they can take whatever they're doing to the to the next level but if if uh if you haven't investigated the competition you haven't figured out if it's there already and you have an idea that's really just duplicating some but something else that's already there and they're already way ahead of you i don't think you're going to find a lot of interest in uh, in zen starter or anything else so let me talk about the 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 various components
0: of a business plan. Number okay. one, it's, it's you have to define the mission, in other words, why are you doing this? What, what, what's the concept of your of your business? The second thing is is to be able to describe your product very very quickly in less than two or three minutes. Describe the product or service and how it's unique. What what is unique about that particular product or service to solve that mission? The third thing is is your team. You have to have an identified team. Um, You know, if you're going to be a team of one, um, you're not probably not going to succeed because two heads are better than one. So you want to make sure you have a team. And then the the fourth thing is you got to develop a a financial statement, how much money you're going to need to get you to profitability. And if you can't define, you know, how long it's going to take you to get profitable, you probably shouldn't go into business. So raise enough money to take you to profitability, and 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 that's the the key to uh, any good business plan, is to raise enough money up front to get you to profitability. Because you don't want to be running out of money uh, you know, in two or three years and then have to be out on the road again looking for, for more money. It just doesn't work. Uh, then you have to also look at what your ROI is. In other words, am I going to get, is, is the money that I'm going to raise, is that going to have a decent return? And if it doesn't have a seven or 8% return, then it probably is not going to get, it's going to fall on deaf ears. So those are the components of a, of a business plan mission, defining the product and how unique it is, you know, your team, your competition that you're going to face your financial requirements. You're going to have to go to profitability and then what's your return on investment.
1: Yeah, it's It sounds like you better have those things in your pocket and ready to go when you're discussing this stuff. So that, that, uh, People know that you know what you're talking about. I think that's what we learned here in this podcast. So, for our listeners, please rate this podcast on your favorite platform. And as always, you can reach out to Ray with your questions at toughthingsfirst.com. There are links there for social media. He has blogs and uh, virtually anything you, you need there. And you can go back and listen to all the podcasts going back to the very first one. And also, you can pick up Ray's books. Of course, there's a Tough Things First and also the Zen of Zen. Series includes book one and two, and soon book three. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you again, Ray. Thanks, Rob. Good to be with you. You've been listening to Tough Things First candid talk with Silicon Valley's longest serving CEO, Ray Zinn. Drop by the contact page at toughthingsfirst.com for more about the book, more podcasts, and links to Ray's Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn pages to keep up with Ray Zinn's wisdom daily.